Looking for interesting business and patient success stories? Our alphanumeric podcast, Make Your Mark, is all about the ways our company, partners, customers, patients, and services navigate the complicated healthcare landscape. Join me, your host, Chris Spohr, Senior Director of Marketing at Alphanumeric, to hear inspiring stories directly from patients and their caregivers, learn valuable insights from subject matter experts, and hear from some of the brightest on what patient care looks like now and well into the future. Listen now and be inspired to make your mark. From the first indications of symptoms all the way to treatment, the patient journey is a scary and unnerving process. As a patient, you are very quickly inundated with opinions, educational materials, a wide variety of resources, apps, chatbots, call centers, the list goes on. In this episode, we focus on two very different but very much connected subjects, patient engagement and the patient journey. Our experts will define each of these areas and bring some clarity to the challenges that patients and their caregivers face every day. Join me now as I talk with both Jared Peck and Jay Balcom for the first part of this three-part episode that will dig into the complexities of patient care. So Jared and Jay, welcome, number one, uh, to our Make Your Mark podcast series. Um, We're so happy to have you join this very important talk about the patient journey and patient engagement. If you could, both of you, if you could just start off and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Jared, why don't you take it first? Yeah, sure, Chris. Thanks. Uh, so I'm Jared Peck. I'm a business development manager here at Alphanumeric. Uh, my background's on the research side of early stage drug development. Uh, it's Early stage drug development is obviously a very important part of the healthcare ecosystem. You know, without that work, there wouldn't be any medications to get the patients in the first place. Um, but for me, it was so early in the process and so far removed from the implementation of care that I felt like uh, I needed to make a change recently and try to provide more direct impact. Uh, so I joined Alphanumeric early this year, and that's really why I came is, uh, you know, one of the primary functions of our contact centers, patient support programs is to help patients navigate through their healthcare journey to answer those questions and educate them. And, and now I get to be, uh, help out and be a small part of that process. Thanks, Jared. Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself as well and the role that you play here at Alphanumeric. Uh, my name is Jay Balkum. I'm Senior Vice President of Global Operations and Chief Information Officer for Alphanumeric. I am responsible for the uh, service delivery of our global teams that's providing services in the life science and pharma space. So let's start off first with two phrases that we hear a ton, patient engagement and the patient or healthcare journey. Jared, could you define patient engagement for the audience? And, and, and really, what we want to ultimately hear is, is patient engagement and the patient journey different? And how? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult question because patient engagement is one of those terms that kind of went undefined for a long time. Uh, you know, is is regularly talked about and cited. And I think if you, you know, took a bunch of people who work in healthcare or in a peripheral field, and you know, you took ten of those people and asked them to define patient engagement, you'd probably get almost ten different definitions. And it's it's not because no one really knows what it is. It's just because it's a very large and complex issue, and there are really several perspectives that sort of change the definition. Uh, so for patient engagement, a broad definition that I think really encompasses the full scope of the issue is that patient engagement is both the patient's desire and ability to choose to be an active participant in their care. And that's in cooperation with a healthcare provider or institution 
And the goal of that is to maximize health outcomes or improve experiences of care. Um, so you would say that an engaged patient is someone who has both the desire and ability to be that active participant. But the difficult part to pin down and define here is the part that's, you know, in cooperation with the healthcare provider or the institution. And that really means that the patient engagement doesn't just consist of actions taken by a patient, which I think is often how it's interpreted. It also involves the actions and resources provided by healthcare providers and institutions and pharma manufacturers. And ultimately, it's dependent on the relationship between those groups and the patient who's receiving the care. And relationships are inherently complicated because they evolve over time. So I think that's one of the reasons that it's been, you know, sort of it gets used in a lot of different ways and can be difficult to define. Uh, it, it's uniquely intertwined with the patient journey because so much of patient engagement revolve. It's like in different portions of the patient journey is where patient engagement comes into play. Uh, but it's really both a behavior and a process. Thanks for that explanation, Jared. Jay, now if you could help us out and define the patient journey. Uh, absolutely. The patient journey, uh, as we view it, is the journey that a patient goes through from uh, beginning to realize that they have particular symptoms, going through the process of, of getting that diagnosis, and then depending upon what therapeutic is prescribed, uh, going through the process of actually getting on that therapeutic and into a treatment regimen. Uh, and then there's the ongoing phase or the adherence uh, phase of uh, the treatment or the patient journey that we're really focused on. So we define the patient journey kind of in five major areas. Uh, we believe uh, the first area is the awareness again, and that begins with symptom recognition. Uh, and then you once you get a diagnosis and, and, and education for a particular uh, diagnosis, then we'd move into consideration, then access, therapy initiation, and ongoing care. So we're focused at all steps of that journey uh, in improving the patient's uh, overall quality of life. Um, so Jared, if we could start off with patient engagement. Uh, first, clear up two terms that we hear a lot that sometimes get used interchangeably but really should not be patient engagement and patient experience yeah so the, so they're very connected you know as i described earlier patient engagement is really that patient desire and ability to choose to participate in their care and and really comes down to that relationship between the patient and those other entities and it, as I mentioned, it's both a behavior and a process, and it's heavily influenced by the environment in which the care is being delivered. But one of the goals is to improve the patient experience. So they are connected. And, you know, the patient experience, I would say, is really the range of interactions that patients have with all of these other entities and can almost be thought of as the quality metric of the relationships that a patient has with each. It's also a huge component of the patient journey. And really all of these concepts are, are intertwined. So it can be difficult to draw clear lines between them. Uh, I like to think of it in, in a couple different examples. If you have a healthcare provider and they have a good idea of what their patients need and how they prefer to communicate, and they take the time to provide you know, all of the excellent resources and educate that patient, cultivate, cultivate their sense of ownership and control over their own healthcare journey, then that patient's likely going to have a good patient experience, but that doesn't mean that they'll be engaged. Even the best doctors get patients who don't want to be there and don't care to learn and don't want to take their medication for whatever reason. 
But alternatively, you could have a patient that does want to learn and wants to be an active participant, and they're very engaged, but they may have a healthcare provider that's in high demand and is overbooked and can maybe only spend 15 minutes with them every three months. And this might be a doctor that doesn't have time to learn about all of the potential resources that are available to their patients outside of their immediate practice, and therefore they can't even share that potentially incredibly helpful information with them. So then you have a patient who wants to engage, but the relationship is a bit one-sided, and they're really left trying to find additional information and resources on their own, and their patient experience suffers significantly. And unfortunately, you know, I think both of these scenarios are pretty common. And this is one of the reasons that patient support programs exist outside of, you know, sort of the standard healthcare provider level of care. These are programs that are provided usually by pharmaceutical manufacturers or nonprofit organizations. And they serve as an additional resource to patients who have extra questions that they didn't get answered by the healthcare provider. And they can help patients overcome barriers to access and adherence. So what are some of the challenges that you have when trying to connect with a patient? Yeah, I think that uh, one of the most important challenges that we need to overcome is just achieving a very clear understanding of your patient population and the ways that they prefer to communicate. You know, if you have a population with mobility issues, it's probably not a good idea to have their primary information resource be in-person appointments with their healthcare provider, right? They might not be able to get to the appointment very easily. A young patient population may prefer to communicate via text or email or, or a mobile application, whereas an older patient population is probably more inclined to just pick up the phone and call you know, a medical information contact center or a patient support program and just get their question answered right away. Uh, another problem is just letting people know that some of these resources exist. You know, Patients primarily interact with their healthcare provider, but there's a ton of extra resources out there. Um, you know, coming back to patient support programs, I think that healthcare providers have a responsibility to stay informed about the programs that are available to their patients and the, that are related to the prescriptions that they're prescribing. Um, but I also think there's a responsibility on pharma, pharma manufacturers and nonprofits who provide those programs to just make them as accessible as possible. So, Jared, from your viewpoint, what are some of the possible solutions to create a more engaging experience for patients that leads to the hope of a more adherent patient population? I mean, I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is just, you know, meeting patients where they are, you know, which is something we strive for here at Often American. If a patient's going to their medications brand website for information because they didn't feel they got enough from the healthcare provider, then the information they're looking for needs to be on that brand site. And one of the solutions we regularly implement is a conversational AI chatbot on these websites, which I know you and Charlie talked about in depth in the last podcast episode. But, you know, if they can't find the information that they need through the portal that they're going to, then they can be transferred to one of our medical information contact centers, uh, where then one of our agents can, can answer all their questions and give them as much information as possible on all the resources that are available to them. The obvious downside here is that we're still dependent on the patient making the first move and, and starting that search for information. So it's still vital that, that healthcare providers are aware of and are sharing information about all of these additional resources. And because so much of patient engagement is about the relationship between these resources and the patient, it has to be able to evolve. And a big part of that is just, you know, listening to patients and evolving to meet their needs. Thanks for all that insight, Jared. Now, Jay, if we could circle back to you about the patient journey. 
If you could, in more detail, describe the journey that a patient does or sometimes does not take, and what are some of the main issues out there that affect overall care and adherence? Uh, good question. So the patient journey, uh, to give you a little bit more depth of how we view the patient journey, the patient journey is really unique to the individual patient. Uh, each patient's journey can be very different. Uh, depending upon the diagnosis that they receive, uh, depending upon uh, uh, the cohort or the demographics that they uh, belong to. So we really try to understand the patient uh, and, where, and, and what particular journey they're on. And as I stated earlier, we believe that the patient journey consists of five major areas. There's the awareness area, uh, which is kind of the initial uh, stage of a patient's journey. And that's where a patient begins to realize that they're having symptoms or something uh, is different in their personalized health care uh, situation where they, they go out and they, they seek uh, a diagnosis for what may be going on that's impacting their, their health or their, uh, their quality of life. And so once that symptom recognition is, uh, is, is done, then they go for testing and for uh, you know, the diagnosing stage or the disease staging. Uh, this process can take a very long time for some patients. We deal with patients where uh, the, uh, uh, it takes three to five years on average to, to get a diagnosis for some of the more complex health uh, situations that our patients are dealing with. Uh, but once they do get that diagnosis, then there has to be an education of the patient about what does that mean for them? What does it mean from a treatment perspective? What does it mean from a uh, quality of life perspective? And what does it mean from uh, an ongoing care program that they're now going to be embarking on as part of that patient journey? Because a lot of these journeys really don't have an end. Uh, uh, some do, the fortunate patients uh, that can be cured uh, will eventually see an, an end to that journey. But a lot of our patients that we deal with are on uh, very long-term, uh, life-altering uh, patient journeys. Uh, once the awareness and education is done, then a patient moves into what we call the consideration phase. And that's the patient advocacy for treatment. Uh, uh, it includes what are the treatment options uh, and defining those for a particular patient. Uh, but then also the therapy-specific education where you know, we've, we've, we've educated them on the disease. Now we're educating them on the potential therapies. Uh, and then we also uh, want to start advocating for this patient as they move into the next phase, which is access. And access is where you really start to see challenges for a lot of the patients along this journey. And access uh, uh, deals with coverage and benefits assessment. So we're actually reaching out uh, and helping that patient uh, deal with insurance companies, deal with doctors, understanding the cost of the particular therapeutic or treatment program that they've been uh, prescribed for, and then helping to assess their, uh, you know, the access and affordability components of this and getting assistance where there are affordability challenges. So that's the access phase. Then we move into the therapy initiation phase, and that's where, um, you know, the dosing and administration education is so critical for a patient. 
because now that they're on the therapeutic, they've been they've gotten access to the therapeutic, making sure that that patient understands the dosing and administration so that they can self-maintain uh, their treatment programs between uh, doctor or physician visits. Uh, but we also need to make sure that any side effects and adverse reactions uh, are understood, they're documented, and that they have a, uh, a, uh, a personalized contact for reporting any of those to our contact center to help in that uh, particular treatment program. Um, we also, in the therapy initiation phase, if there are uh, adverse reactions, there may be treatment modifications for a particular page, uh, patient uh, if they're not reacting well to certain therapeutics. But then once the patient is on the, on the therapeutic, they understand uh, how to maintain their uh, treatment and health plan through this journey, then it really becomes a maintenance phase or an ongoing care phase. And again, education is critical at each step. And so helping them, uh, helping the patient understand, uh, you know, why it's so critical for them to stay on a particular therapeutic and how the outcomes can benefit them for staying on it really helps enhance the uh, adherence uh, part of the patient journey. And then we also want to make sure that they understand the awareness of the long-term benefits and risks of a particular therapeutic or, or treatment program. Um, you know, it, it, it's we, we've seen time and time again where patients on this patient journey start to feel better and so they begin cutting back on a particular therapeutic and we need to help them understand that you know that's going to return them to a lesser state of of life quality and so really the adherence part of that in the ongoing care part is critical Obviously, there are a ton of variables that lead to a patient successfully traveling across the treatment journey, and there really is no magic formula out there as each case, each patient is completely different. What have you seen to be the most effective? Uh, that, that's, that's an excellent question, Chris. Um, you know, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, each patient's journey is very much an individualized journey. Uh, no two patients are the same. No, no two patients' uh, circumstances are the same. Uh, so we really believe that uh, each patient needs a quality, tailored um, uh, support for uh, their, their journey down that, uh, that patient journey. And so for us, we believe what really impacts that, it, it starts with understanding that that patient journey is tailored to each patient. It begins with understanding that uh, you need to have the right people engaging with patients to be able to provide that uh, feeling of support that these patients need to continue on that patient journey. And so we really focus on, number one, making sure we hire the right agents. And when I, when I say hire the right agents, I mean those that share the right type of empathy that's needed for this particular type of service. Uh, and, and so we as an organization, we're committed to improving the lives of the patients that we interact with and support on a day-to-day -day basis. And so that vision really needs to be instilled in our agents. Uh, and so it really starts with hiring the right people. Then making sure that we tailor 
uh, the interactions with that particular patient uh, in the format that they want to interact with. Uh, there, there's very, uh, there's varying degrees of how a patient will want to interact with us as their support mechanism along this journey. Uh, some patients are uh, uh, very adept at new technologies and new uh, omni-channels of engaging with healthcare professionals and with support agencies, and so we have to be we have to be uh, understanding those engagement uh, trends so that we can engage across a, uh, a very wide spectrum of, uh, of, of ways that people want to interact with us. Uh, that starts by providing a single point of contact. When you look at a patient journey, there are, there are many different players that impact the patient and their quality of life and their treatment programs uh, from the early stage of when they're trying to understand their symptoms and working with healthcare professionals to get a diagnosis through the process of accessibility and affordability, whether it's dealing with insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies and helping to make that uh, therapeutic more affordable to them, uh, all the way to the specialty pharmas that may be engaged by a certain insurer to, uh, to provide that therapeutic to the patient. We believe that patients want a single point of contact. So we're focused on being that umbrella entity uh, that gives the patient a single point of contact that has the right amount of empathy and understanding of their particular individualized journey uh, in order to provide them the most customized service available uh, to help improve that patient journey and their day-to-day -day quality of life. Finally, to both Jay and Jared, in your own words, why is it so important that we get this right? Jared, why don't you start us off? Yeah, thanks, Chris. You know, I'm a firm believer that if something's worth doing, then it's worth doing well. And educating and empowering patients to take an active role in their healthcare journey is something that I think is very much worth doing. You know, almost everyone gets a prescription at some point in their life, and we have the ability to have a positive impact on potentially billions of people and their healthcare outcomes. The healthcare ecosystem is constantly evolving, and as a part of that ecosystem, we need to be willing to evolve along with it and ensure that we're operating in a way that provides the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Thanks, Jared. Jay, would love to hear your insights as well. Uh, yes, Chris. So we have to get this right because, number one, people matter. Um, we have to get this right because the patients that we serve day in and day out, they did not choose this journey that they're on. Uh, they did not choose the disease that they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. They did not choose the impact that it's made on their particular life journey. And so we as an organization have to get this right because we're committed to improving the lives of the patients that we serve on a day in and day out basis. We're, we're as committed in improving the access to information for other healthcare professionals that may be a part of that patient's journey as well. And so understanding the, the many moving pieces and parts to a patient journey is critical for us to be able to provide that single point of contact, the umbrella of understanding what moving pieces and parts have to be uh, addressed in order to minimize the impact of that patient journey on our patients. And so we have to get it right 
to improve the quality of life for the people that we serve. That's what drives us day in and day out. And that's why we are so focused on the patient journey and improving that journey for those we serve. Thank you for listening to this episode of Make Your Mark, an alphanumeric podcast. For more information on alphanumeric, go to www.alphanumeric.com and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you. And remember to always strive to make your mark.